who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is positively eric how's it going tonight it's going pretty good uh, just got done watching Hustle on Netflix. Nice. Took my took my mama on a date today to go see Elvis. How was there, it? So it was really good. I liked it. Okay, good to know. I've got to. Uh, I guess I've got to put that in the list of things to watch because I wanted to see it, but it was like a two and a half hour movie, and I was yeah. like, hmm, we'll see. We'll yeah, get. It's to, really good. We'll get to Elvis in a few more <laughs> a few more things as we keep going. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Thank- Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us over these past few weeks where we've done issues with technology and audio and all that stuff. I think we got a, a workaround for now to figure it out. Uh, yeah. If this is your first time listening, appreciate that. Long-time listener, also appreciate that. You can follow <clears throat> us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can leave a review on iTunes if you're an iTunes user, which I think we got a new review. Hopefully it's better than our last few ones. Let's let's check it out here if I could find the uh, all, all the reviews are good reviews. They're honest. They're they they give good feedback. I guess. What was it was it like not bad but not terrible or something like that? Hey. We are we aren't bad, we're not terrible. <laughs> I mean that's true. So here, let's pull it up yeah. here if I could find it. As I'm pulling up the iTunes reviews. Also, uh, we have a t shirt store, whatamaneuver.net if you want to find something uh, fun for there for some positive wrestling. Get a red shirt for Fourth of July. Better hurry up though. Order that now. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this is from Max Marshall. Gave us five stars. Excellence All right, of exec- excellence of execution of great excellence of execution of great nostalgia. It says this podcast struck me right in the feels. I'm around the same age group as these guys. WrestleMania Seven was my first slash top pay per view too. And although I don't currently watch a lot of current product, I do dip my toe in occasionally. I still enjoy her takes on it and living vicariously through their experiences at shows, class, conventions. I also appreciate the love they show for their peer podcasts and have enjoyed those episodes and crossovers. I've been tearing through the backlog and floating away to a great part of my childhood with being entertained in my <laughs> early 40s. Thanks, PPW. Bring on the four-hour Mania 7 deep dive and more Hasbro talk. Hell yeah! See, that's our that's our demo right there. We got to do the four hour like 30, 35 to forty five yeah. males. We 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 exactly males. We've got to do that like four hour WrestleMania seven show where we just like nitpick every little detail about everything with that show from Greg Valentine to Dino Bravo, <laughs> like everything. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. That'd be one where like you got to come over, we go out in the gazebo and just have like a case of beer and just slowly get more and more drunk throughout the show that's a ripoff of drug yeah. wrestling history also a good podcast uh-huh. follow them drug wrestling history so maybe we'll do that this summer you're a busy guy though yeah i'm a busy guy but i have days off we just need to coordinate it somehow yeah so this week because it's eric's first week back in a few weeks and the show in a few weeks we're doing uh 
a little bit back to our roots. We're not doing a show review. We're not doing a uh, look back or something or a, a subject. This is a general kind of show this week about stuff we love about wrestling because I don't know about you, but on Twitter and Instagram, I've seen a lot of negativity on like wrestling. I guess it's always been there, but for some reason, the algorithm hit, algorithm is hitting me now. Yeah, and I don't uh, I don't really see too much of it. If I do, I just kind of swipe through. I think the worst I've seen was Joey Ryan was working at Disneyland. And, yeah, but he some stuff about that, but that was about it. Well, he got fired because people reported yeah. it to them, and he got fired. <laughs> so apparently, it wasn't his real name. Yeah. So I guess we'll start off with one thing I wanted to, before we get too far into some of the stuff we love, the little things, all that, yeah. and shout outs is one of the ways I thought if you're a wrestling fan and you want to stay more positive on Twitter or online, if if you like, let's say this, this past show, Forbidden Door, AEW, if you mm-hmm. didn't, if you didn't watch it and you could care less about Tanahashi or about Orange Cassidy or Will Ospreay or anybody. Instead of just instead of just saying that show was garbage or whatever, like unprovoked for internet credit, just mm-hmm. keep it to yourself and tweet about stuff you do like. It's, yeah, it's much more fun talking so about. You, so you had asked like. me about it, and um, you know when Bullet Club was hot, like in 2014, 15, stuff like that. Like I, I got more into New Japan stuff, mm-hmm. but since AJ left. Other guys, they left and they came to, uh, you know, the, the States, whether it was Impact or WWE. Yeah. Or even AEW. It's like I don't really watch it anymore. And, you know, I remember Okada and Tanahashi and, you know, a couple of those other guys. But Osprey I heard about, never really saw him. Uh, Sabre Jr. heard about him, never really watched him. So it wasn't really much of an interest for me it to see it. It wasn't for you. And that's fine. You that's didn't, fine. You no, what I'm saying is... is yeah is it wasn't for me. I didn't say, Oh, you know, that stuff sucks. But, um, I did, I did try to watch some of the, um, the dynamites, you know, Mm -hmm. leading up to it. So then I kind of like piqued my interest, like after you'd asked me, so I started watching some stuff. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm still not like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're here. But you know, I could appreciate when people do love it because it's, you know, it's something they don't see on TV. I went to it and after we'll talk about it. I'll get and give you my review of the show Mm -hmm. and how, how much fun it was. And, an interesting kind of perspective I had, yeah. but, but yeah, just, it never, it, it would have never, ever occurred to me pre-internet to like unsolicited, give my unsolicited opinion to somebody about what they thought right. about a show. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, like if we were hanging yeah. out, you know, and you didn't ask me, what'd you think of raw? I wouldn't <clears throat> tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't just shout, yeah. like, Hey Eric, you know, Cody Rhodes sucks or whatever it is. I wouldn't say that. So just keep, keep that in mind and have fun with it as my advice to everybody. Right. It's yeah. easy to be negative, and I get that, especially like as a sports fan. It's easy to be negative about your favorite sports team, be negative about your favorite wrestlers or shows or all that, but I just I don't get it. And the other thing that drives me nuts is when I hear but, people But it's say, so easy that you can just put your thought into the world in like two seconds, and then that's it. You put your thought out there, <laughs> and whether you think that in, in 10 more minutes, it doesn't matter because it's already out there. And everyone's got to deal with your thoughts. <laughs> they have yeah. to accept. They have to deal with them. But it's like used to we just keep our thought, keep our stuff to ourselves. And then like, man, and then like a couple no, minutes later, you're like, I don't thing feel that way anymore. That I don't like is when people say, "I would watch <clears throat> AEW if it wasn't for the fans." Well, the if you go to like an AEW show, for the most part, fans are cool and like everyone's yeah. like having a good time. Don't worry about people on Twitter like talking <laughs> trash about WWE. If you like wrestling, yeah. you like wrestling. It's. I don't know if I, when I was a kid, if we had this, we had WCW and WWF and it was awesome. And now we have two shows again and it's awesome. 
And I wish people would experience that more. And I will say, like, last night, the Blood and Gut show, that's not for me. Like, the gory wrestling. Yeah, it's not for me either. Because I I was going to watch it. uh, Because I stopped recording, and I just watched it on demand now, because I can kind of skip through some stuff. Sure. Um, Even if I recorded it, it's just, um, it's not something I watch regularly. But if Mm -hmm. it's something that I want to see, I'm like, oh, okay, let me go back and watch it. I can watch the episodes. Uh, but yeah, Blood and Guts, that's, that's not for me. And I really didn't know it was going to be on Dynamite. I thought it was like another pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I mean, mm-hmm. there was some good stuff in it, and I liked seeing Cesaro or Claudio back in there. And it was it's really cool, but just not for me, and that's fine. Apparently, I'm like rarity because Dynamite had the highest show on cable last night and over a million viewers and all that. So it is for some mm-hmm. people, yeah. just not for us. We, we only like Blood when it's Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 7. <laughs> um, gigging himself versus the slots. That's yeah. what we like. That's what we like. Rep blood. And Hebner walking over, picking up the blade, throwing it out of the ring, <laughs> kicking it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was the? Was it Rumble or Rumble ninety? Where Hogan like wiped his sweat all over the flag? Or was no, that, that ninety one? WrestleMania seven. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> he wiped his bloody. Sweat. He was sweaty and bloody. <laughs> Put it over the flag, brother. <laughs> oh all man. Right. Right. I got banned for that, which you know that's fine. You got banned for what? You're blocked. No, I, I no, I mentioned I took a picture and I said, "Come on, American, um, what did I call him? American hero he, Hulk Hogan." Yeah, w- wiped his blood and sweat on the American flag, and he blocked. And I tagged him. him. He did block me. So he had to click your profile, go to your picture, and say, "Brother, <laughs> click block." That he was, was the end of you. He was at the beach shop. <laughs> he was probably oh. taking a, a big Hulk dump. On his toilet, <laughs> getting tagged so, at the oh. beach shop. Oh, definitely, definitely. So <laughs> I went ocean. to I went to <laughs> AEW Forbidden Door United yeah. Center. One of the best live wrestling shows I've been to in a long time. Like the build, kind of was meh for this show, but it was so mm-hmm. much fun. My, I brought one friend who doesn't watch wrestling at all. He had a blast. We had really good seats, uh, kind of to the side of the stage. The it was legitimately packed. Uh, all the way around. The only things that were empty were behind the stage. There was like they sold some spattering seats, mm-hmm. but it was so much fun and it flew by. It was kind of like, you know, when we went to that rampage where CM Punk came back and they taped Dark and Elevation, where it was just yeah. boom, boom, boom. That's pretty much how it was here. There wasn't a lot of time wasted. Uh, they just kept cranking the matches out. One after the other was very good. It was a really, really fun show. Everyone was into it. The crowd was into it the entire time. There were standing ovations. There was it was just nuts. The Orange Cassidy, Will Osprey match was bananas. So go out of your way to watch that if you can and find it on Daily Motion or something. Just yeah. a great. It was just a fun night, you know. And then so so Cassidy hung in there with him. Oh yeah, like it was. It started off kind of like you know Cassidy being goofy, but then it just went nuts. Like it was just an awesome match. That's cool. and it was it was so much fun. And my friend texted me who is not a New Japan fan. He's like, this Will Ospreay guy looks like a superstar. I'm like, yeah, he is, but his style's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. He's got the famous gif of him and, I think, Ricochet and PWG doing a bunch of flips to start a match. And everyone's like, this is choreography. And I'm like, well, you took a 10-second clip out of context. You know, what if yeah, what if you right. just showed someone the Rumble 90 were Hulk and Warrior doing crisscross? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid, whatever, but... It's it's context. It's all it's all context with wrestling. So, anyway, that's right. It was a really fun show, and I hope everyone that ordered on pay per view or went also enjoyed it as well. And I'm curious if All Out's going to be here. They had a big All Out banner at the United Center, but they still mm-hmm. haven't announced if it's going to be in Chicago or where or what. So I'd imagine that'll be sometime soon. Yeah, it should be. It's a big wrestling city, and they've already conquered it. You know, four or five times already. So they they know the fans are here. I think the issue is. 
is it going to oversaturate? They just had a you know the United Center pay per view <clears throat> here. Mm-hmm. Two months later, you're going to try to fill up another big show. But if they go back to the Now Arena, that's not a big venue. They could fill that up, ten thousand people, no problem. Yeah, right? right. So, all right. So this week we're talking a lot of nostalgia, fun wrestling stuff, and I just have a few notes, some like things that are great about being a fan now and, and past whatever. One of the things that I put for sure was anytime I want, and I do this a lot, whether it's I can't fall asleep or whatever, I pop on Peacock, popped on the network before. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to watch an old WrestleMania. I want to watch an old Raw episode. Uh, I was working this week in the background. I had every Raw starting January 1st, 96, which yeah. I completely forgot about. And watching that, you don't remember that a lot of those Raws, early 96, they were showing, they would show match from the last in your house pay-per-view on the bra and you're like oh no wonder wcw was kicking their ass because <laughs> i don't really remember this <laughs> and they yeah. have the the raw bowl and all the other fun stuff just just having that uh, we're so spoiled <laughs> as fans right now be able to put on whatever you want whenever you want mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's like this is awesome i don't know if you ever still flip it on or or, or browse or anything like that for when you're watching stuff. Yeah, I do. And then sometimes I'll, I'm more into like the behind the scenes stuff. So I'll yeah. watch like table for three or I'll watch some documentaries or even, even all the podcasts I listen to, they're mostly like wrestler base. And I can hear Eric Bischoff or Mick Foley or road dog or, you know, Jeff Jarrett. So it's all these guys I listen to on podcasts, you know, tell their stories about, you know, what happened on this date and that date. And you know, the, even the uh, the Stone Cold, whatever that is, the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, Broken Skull Sessions is you know uh, that's just Jared, the way it was. <laughs> Jared and Austin talking, squashing beefs. It was never there. And yeah, your dad, like, your dad gave me a shitty payday. I don't know just <laughs> what it is. He said it was a hundred dollars. It was seventy five. He said the business was down. If you stick with me, you'll get more. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I like all. I'm that eating stuff. potatoes. You know, I was just trying to get by. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you got uh, so jacked he was eating potatoes <laughs> nothing but potatoes right yeah. um so yeah it's all that stuff and just going back and you know listening to those guys from my childhood and my teen years and 20s and did I, you, I think that i think did that's you where ever, i'm at did you ever get into like the shoot interviews and stuff before yeah podcasts? Yeah, yeah i would mm-hmm. what would your what was your way to get them usually did you buy the dvds did you look on youtube no i, I would go on youtube or daily motion and, and you'd see like three minute clips and sometimes there'd be like a one mm-hmm. uh, like a three hour you shoot i'm like oh yeah this is what i want <laughs> i remember i found like a facebook group years ago of someone selling like burned copies yeah. of the shoots for like five bucks so what i would do is i'd buy those i would rip them onto my computer using handbrake which is just like mm-hmm. a dvd rip program and then i would yeah. add it to my ipod touch the video with super okay. low quality video and then i would listen to it either at work or if i was I had a long road trip or a long drive somewhere and I remember kind of almost looking forward to days at work, but I have to do data entry because mm-hmm. I could just put my headphones in and listen to DDP shoot or Bret Hart do like a, a history of the WWF timeline 92. I remember kind of looking forward to that. And yeah, with- I, I used to too before podcasts. Like I would, you know, Sean Oliver, I think that's what his name was. But yeah. He would have like the list of, you know, who's trash behind the scenes or who did you sleep with? The whole bag? The whole bag? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's all that stuff. You got Kevin Nash and like Shane Douglas and and or Ken Anderson and, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of wrestlers like we watched. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Um, it, it was, but yeah, it was, I would watch those. It was such a novelty too. I remember when I first found the, the Shawn Michaels shoot. This was before he came clean about Montreal. 
So it was funny, like looking back, like, oh, look, my, my friends are arguing, like, look, he really didn't. He would tell the truth right now. He didn't know about it. You know, arguing like, like we were insiders know what we're doing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. That was definitely a thing <laughs> with the shoots. I'm curious if you guys are out there listening, if you did that with shoot interviews, did you buy, did you go to RF video? What did you do to get your, your shoot fix? You know, so that was, that was a fun thing to do. But then podcast came and, you know, Colt Cabana was kind of the first one, but then when Stone Cold came out with his podcast, it was another big deal. Yeah. What I loved about uh, Colt Cabana, he would interview people I've heard of. Like, okay, I, I kind of heard of that guy or this guy, and mm-hmm. then I get to know that guy. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. I think Eddie Kingston was on one. Um, and I'm like, all right, I really like Eddie Kingston. And, you know, a couple other guys and uh, Rocky Romero and, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. They're not like the all-stars that we grew up with or even that's that's on TV today. But it was still fun to listen to them and, you know, how they worked in Japan or, or um, PWG and stuff like that. Yeah, and he, there was a while was he, he was interviewing WWE wrestlers because he was friends mm-hmm. with a lot of them from working in Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah, or Scotty I don't know Goldman. Was, yeah, when he was, we came up with briefly Scotty Goldman, but... I remember he interviewed guys. He interviewed like Stone Cold once on his show, yeah. and he interviewed like guys at indie shows and stuff like that. And he would do it live, and he eventually stopped doing it. And I kind of get why, because you know a million podcasts came out after it, and yeah, he, well maybe Vince to, put the kibosh on it. Well, there was a time when they stopped allowing contracted WWE wrestlers on there, which I thought always thought was kind of lame, but yeah, I also kind of get it. Remember when WWE tried their own podcast network, and I think the only one left is the New Day's podcast. <laughs> No, like, not really. Really? Exactly. <laughs> it was like uncool with Alexa Bliss. I think Corey Graves had one. And oh, Corey Graves doesn't have one anymore. <laughs> he might, I don't know if he does. I don't listen to it. But did you ever listen to uh, the Tony Schiavone one on the AEW one, Unfiltered or whatever it's called? No. I've watched it's, the... It's good. I think, I think it's the post-show or the pre-show, whatever it is, with... Um, I think it was Britt Baker or somebody else. I remember I watched it and Britt Baker and him were on it. It was on YouTube. It wasn't like a podcast, I don't think. Yeah, AEW Unrestricted. It's Tony Schiavone and on Ref Aubrey, and they interview AEW stars. It's really good. I, I recommend yeah. you check it out. So go check that one out. Uh, another thing that I had for notes, I think, is fun. As I mentioned, the crowd pop, or the, I'm sorry, the big feel of matches, and that's kind of how the AEW show was, the AEW New Japan show was. When before the match starts, you're like amped up for it. And if you think about it, it's so stupid. Like you know, these two guys right now both know what they're going to do. Like there's no actual competition here, but you're mm-hmm. so yeah, like amped up for. Was there any matches you've ever been to either live or watching on pay-per-view where you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so freaking excited for this." I mean, so many. I don't even <laughs> like, should ask like, me like, well, what's a what's a list of well, awesome I mean, matches. just a couple ones. You don't have to give me like your number one. You know, there's there's been a few either as a kid or recently. I mean, as a kid, I remember being so pumped for uh, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog at SummerSlam uh-huh. 92 because I was yeah. like, they're both good guys. Like, who's going to win? You know, and yeah, I remember I think grow- not knowing at all. Yeah, growing up, I think it was Undertaker and Kane. Like, I really wanted to see them because they were brothers. They were both big bastards. <laughs> they're like pretty much the same, and I thought it was it would be interesting and to see that. What's, what's interesting about that is at the time when you think about it, I mean, I was in eighth grade. So you're older than me. You were in probably just you graduated high school you're in college yeah and so i was still not really catching the cues from the wwe telling me the story of wwf at the time that kane and undertaker are are definitely going to re- wrestle eventually mm-hmm. but 
you know, I was so buying into the story that Kane won't wrestle, or Undertaker won't wrestle his brother, and they're going to keep stretching it out. I'm like, oh, I guess they're just not going to wrestle. And they teased Kane was going to join the Undertaker. Yeah. So remember, he saved him from DX, and they both did the. The, I'm doing the hand thing. You know, it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. See it, but everyone yeah, knows the I'm brothers about. of destruction, like fist in the air. No, no. Remember, King was on oh, the stage. Our ticket was in the ring. And they did the kneel down the handout thing. You know oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I remember being like, "Oh my god, they're gonna join. They're gonna team up." So that, that that's when you're a kid, you kind of buy it. Yeah. So yeah, same thing as you. When they finally announced they're gonna wrestle, you're like, "Oh man, is Undertaker gonna beat this new unstoppable guy?" So <laughs> with his mask. Uh, another one I was pumped for was Kane, Stone Cold Steve Austin, first blood match, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, there's no way Austin's going to lose the title to Kane. But how are they going to make Kane bleed? He's got a full bodysuit and a mask. You know, of course, Austin did lose the title, which was nuts. But yeah, that was one, too, where I was like, oh, baby, here we go. <laughs> yeah, there were a- so many exciting things. I, I remember in WCW towards the end, like I really started like Vampiro. And I'm like, what if Vampiro and Sting like had a match? And then, you know, later on they had that match. I'm like, all right, it's like all these little dream things in my head. It's like... Like, that'd be cool if this guy went against that guy. When you were, like, a little kid, first watching wrestling, was there any, like, Saturday Night's Main Event or pay-per-views coming up where you got to order as a kid? Where you're like, oh, man, this is going to be so hyped. I get to see this match. I think the one that I wanted to see was um, Sid and Hogan, like, teaming up. Like, I wanted to see, like, what, you know, how were they going to be a tag team together after what's-his-name dumped... Uh, Hogan over the top, or helped uh, Ric Flair get Hogan over yeah. the top in the Rumble. Um, it was announced that they were going to have a, a tag team match together. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't expect what <laughs> I didn't expect what, what Sid did to happen, but I was kind of happy. I'm like, all right, Sid. You're, you're talking about the Saturday Night's Main Event where he kind of jumped off the apron, and Hogan's yeah. like, oh, brother. He's like, I need the out tag. There. I need the tag. Yep. Turns that, his back on him. And you were pumped, even as a little kid? Yeah. I'm like, go, oh, Sid. Did Fuck you like him. Sid in, in WCW? As Sid <laughs> I really Vision? did. Yeah, okay. I liked him because he was like the the ruler of the world. And the... Any, anytime he'd like wrestle somebody, he'd totally destroy him. They'd go on a stretcher. He'd follow the stretcher out, grab the stretcher, <laughs> throw it back down the ramp into the ring, knock the uh, the stretcher over. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about him. <laughs> and, you know, I know we're mainly a nostalgia show here, but there's been a few things recently where I was like, Oh shit, here we go. Like the Cody return at WrestleMania. I was so invested in that. So and was I. I couldn't I was, believe it cuz cuz I don't know, I never really liked Cody. I kind of started like Stardust, but then he went I thought he was um I don't know, like too just big, too too arrogant or something. Yeah, like he didn't he, fit in. He didn't fit in with like the guys of like Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. He didn't fit yeah. in. Okay. Right. I didn't feel that, but then when he started to do that, I still saw him not part of Bullet Club, not part of the elite, not part, like, that's just the way I, I viewed it. Maybe, you know, a lot of people viewed it that way. Uh, but to see him come back, I'm like, man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he got a... hurt, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we would have rode that whole, like, t- like, tidal wave of emotion all the way to a championship, that would have been the best. But now it's like a stop-start, and, you know, hopefully, I don't know if he's going to be in the money at the bank. He's not. Maybe I mean I would assume he'll be back by the Rumble, right yeah. in January. So that could be a that could be a potential build as well. Um, another thing with like AEW matches, of course, I was pumped for CM Punk's first match. I'm sure you yeah. were too. Yeah. That was a big thing. Uh, I was like the Daniel Bryan Kenny Omega match. 
I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. That was a legit dream match for me. And Mm -hmm. it lived up to the hype. It was amazing. You know, it was that gigantic stadium show that AEW had. And they they could have put that on pay-per-view, but they put it on TV. And that was, that met reminded me of those Saturday night's main events where you get a big match for free or like Clash Mm -hmm. of the Champions. Yeah, right. You know, you get a big match for free. So we're still tying it into to some of the nostalgia stuff and with with these matches the other thing i talked about is the crowd pops where i love watching on tv like one of my favorite ones is when macho man beat rick flair wrestlemania 8 by holding the tights and the crowd exploded because the title didn't change hands a lot back then And and the good guy didn't really do that exactly and like i like i like watching it and I'll watch the crowd, and you're and like the the full like hard cam section. <laughs> you just see arms in the air, and you're like, "That's wrestling." Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, so excited to it. And I've been to a few matches like that. It was, I think, the Rock scene. I've talked about it a million times. Rock one. I lost my mm-hmm. mind. But that one that just always sticks out to me. Where Macho Man beat Ric Flair. I was like, "You cannot! I can't believe it!" So that's just, wild. What about you? Any yeah, what, crowd like pops? In, in, 20, in 2014, like I, I started to get back into wrestling, like like hardcore. Well, probably 2011, and then I kind of was a Fairweather fan. There was like that black hole period for a lot of us between like the um, the ruthless aggression era. But anyways, I started to go to shows like in probably 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. I started to go to Ring of Honor shows and. Just to be part of like that whole New Japan Ring of Honor Bullet Club thing with the streamers flying and the crowd and the two sweet like all of that stuff is like amazing. I'm like, man, what a what a vibe this is. Like, this is you so felt fun. like you were like a punk rock, like you knew about yeah, it. Yeah, like I it, like I felt like I was like I like I these are my people. That's how yeah. I felt. Black t shirts, your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but either way, it's just like you know they're fans. They love wrestling and. Um, you know, even like a little chant here and there was like, yes, yes, yes. People doing the Daniel Bryan stuff in 2014, you know, the mm-hmm. Swing of Honor shows. And it was like, this is wrestling. And then somebody's like on the side, like wrestling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this is some cool shit. Both <laughs> I saw, these guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I love these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I saw Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen after one of the shows in. Um, Chicago Ridge, right? Yeah, Chicago Ridge. I, for, I wanted to say the name of it. Not Joe Lewis. Some, whatever it was. Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say, but I know that's not it. Yeah, and it's um, the, the field house in Chicago Ridge. Yeah, but it's a, there's a name to it. But anyways, I was outside going to my car, I think to get cigarettes or something, or put whatever I needed to get. And Kevin Steen had already had his match. He was out on the side, just like out of the side of the gym door, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's standing there. He's on the phone. And I I kind of waved. And he he kind of like nodded. I'm like, hey, man, good show tonight. He's like, thanks, brother. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I talked to Kevin Steen. <laughs> Yeah, I should have messed with him. No, he's (laughs) he's a nice guy. He is. He's awesome. But because he's such a badass, like in the ring and stuff, I didn't really know know what he was like outside of it. Like if he was going to tell me, go fuck myself, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you don't know. Right. Uh, Like don't meet your heroes, but he wasn't a hero. So I was just like, hey, you know, good match tonight. He's like, thanks, man, or brother, whatever he said. Do you think there's any wrestler or wrestling personality you would meet that you'd kind of be starstruck by? Or you just be like, Meh. um, no, I, I mean, I'm kind of starstruck by anybody. Like I'm, I know we went to see Cody Rhodes at, <laughs> at that game, the baseball field. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know what to say to him. Like I'm kind of, cause then I'm kind of sizing him up too. He's not that much bigger than us taller. 
Um, you know what I mean? He was, he didn't look like a star. Like if he walked into a room, like I just saw him from behind, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think he was anybody, well, but he, he was there. His, he didn't have his revolutionary war outfit on yet. So he just had the leather jacket. Yeah. And I'm like, he's there. I'm like, man, this is Cody fucking Rhodes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm swearing so much, but you mm-hmm. know, wrestling gets me excited. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is Cody. I'm like, I don't know what to say to him. You're like, go say something or something. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I kind of get starstruck and, uh, lost for words sometimes. Even at shows we've gone to, um, yeah, you know, if I see somebody like like Starcast stuff, like I don't know what to say. The only person I was like com- comfortable talking to was uh, McFoley's daughter, Noel. Yeah, all I did was say some. I forgot what I said to her. She's like, like you talking, said hi, like, and you, you said hi, and she's like, no, I'm well, like, hi. Do we know each other? You're like, no, <laughs> no. She was talking. I'm like, hey, Noel, and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? This like like we're best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. She's like. Do we know each other? I'm like, no. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought she we wanted did. you to buy that eight by ten. That's what she wanted. Yeah. She no, wanted she, your twenty. She, she might have been. I don't remember if she was signing anything, but that was a fun interaction. Yeah. Uh, what about Bischoff? We had a good convo with Bischoff. He was a little we buzzed. Did. And every time I hear him like talking trash about Meltzer, I just think at the time how much of a puss he was that <laughs> he got stuck. He got stuck in that corner. He couldn't be a man and go over to Meltzer and say, "Hey, this is my this is my setup." Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is what we arranged to have me do pictures in. Yeah. What a what a pussy. <laughs> oh man. Like he's over there in the dark corner, gray background, and Meltzer Meltzer and that other dude is, is on a nit- nitro set. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to, had nothing to do with nitro. <laughs> it was like a total bully move and it like was. And the best part, like we, I'm talking about, like I think in Bischoff's podcast, like if I would have solved Meltzer, I would have kicked his ass. Oh yeah, right. And then Meltzer we said on, and Meltzer said on Twitter to somebody, he goes. He was 10 feet from us the entire time, looking lonely, drinking his tonic and gin. <laughs> he <laughs> was. Take, like, take it easy, Dave. I was way more excited to meet Eric Bishop. I didn't pay to meet you. I wouldn't have paid to meet Dave Meltzer like some people did. But Right, yeah. right. But we did pay. No, to, I, I, think, I agree. Like 10 bucks to meet Bischoff, but yeah. that's StarCast. They'll never recapture the magic of the first chaos of that StarCast. It was no, such never. A, it was yeah. such a shit show, but in, in the best way possible. And then I got, uh, I don't know if that was the second one we went to. I met Brian Cage. I thought he was a cool guy. You're like, yeah. who's that? I'm like, oh, it's Brian Cage. Then you meet the beautiful people too. Oh yeah. Angelita Love and whatever. I fell in love that day. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> you got a free photo op. I, yeah, I did. So How that great was that? Mick I'm like, oh, come here. Let's take a picture. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Mick Foley, we met him at the, his show. He was in, he was in a good yeah. mood, claim, claiming uh-huh. he had a flight to catch on an hour and a half drive. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> and, and you're giving me shit because he asked me, he's like, can I keep a pen? You're like, you should have gave him all your pens. I'm like, I was kind of like, <laughs> kind of like taking, taking it back because he's asked me for a pen. You're like, it wasn't which like one I do you want? <laughs> which call? No, because cause he asked a pen. He didn't say, can I have all of your pens? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, which one? <laughs> he said, great. You said, no. After he signed four autographs for you. <laughs> Did I say no? No, you you gave it to him. I think you gave yeah. him the red one. Yeah. After, he's like, ooh, can I use this? Or can I have this? You're like, which one do you want? <laughs> As you give him instructions <laughs> on what, what you want your paint pen signed in. But here's yeah. the deal. When it comes to signings, so Jeff from Fully Posable and I, of course, we did go back in the archives and listen to a few episodes ago. Uh, him and I went to WrestleCon this year and WrestleMania. So here are the stories about me and the wrestlers and kind of how mm. it's turning a little car- way more carnious than normal with the handlers <laughs> up charging for certain things. Yeah. And my attitude in that is like, F that, like, do not feel bad, like, calling these people out for overcharging. I'm like, it's all a business. And, like, like Bret Hart's not here to, like, meet me. 
he's here because he's getting paid, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And and like Jeff's thing was, I'm more than happy to support these guys, give them money. And I said, me too, but to an extent. Like you know, you're not giving certain guys certain money. Like Beefcake, sixty bucks for a figure, or uh, Jeff Hardy tried to upcharge people from sixty to a hundred for a figure. It's just it's just goofy. And uh, our one friend Ray, when he went Jeff Hardy, he went up there. And they're like, oh, it's a hundred. He goes, no, it's not. And he had his phone ready, showing them the price. He goes, it's sixty bucks. And he goes, it was so funny because Jeff was all happy till I, ma- I only paid him sixty bucks, and he was all <laughs> sourpuss face for it. So, wait, so what happened? So what happened was at the at the show, WrestleCon. Yeah, a lot of everything was pre-priced on WrestleCon. Most things were pre-priced, saying sixty dollar autograph, forty dollar, whatever it is. Yeah, did not specify anything about certain items cost more. Now certain guys. Ric Flair, for example, he said 70 for an autograph, 110 for an autograph on a belt. Mm-hmm. So they, they tiered it, and they were upfront about it. Guys like Jeff Hardy, Brutus Beefcake, tried upcharging fans for, for autographs for different items. Yeah. So like, hey, it, someone else is doing it. We'll do it, too. He's like, so the 8 by 10 is 20 bucks, but you know the pixelated 8 by 10 they got from... <laughs> the Hewitt, Hewitt Packer printer, inkjet fifty two hundred. Yeah, but the figure is sixty, which is shady to do. So I, I, you know, I call them out on it. But you know, that's my thing is, I get it, and I'm glad they're there and they're taking the time, but they're not there for free. I'm giving them money, so yeah. I should. It's a transaction. I'm totally fine with that, and I love it. I love going to wrestling cons. I love, I just love being at wrestling cons. I love being there. I love people watching. I love talking to fans. I love seeing people's cool, like old school shirts and merchandise and, and cool. And some people have like custom artwork they have made, get signed, all this stuff. It's so cool seeing that. And for the most part, everyone's super nice at these shows, right? Like it's pretty rare that someone's kind of a jerk as far as fans go there. I mean, I'm sure people have stories, but I don't, Mm -hmm. um, they're just fun. I know you kind of are, you're a little anxious sometimes in big crowds, but to me, it's it's fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, and and the whole idea is like there's so many people. You you watch, I mean WWE, AEW. I don't know so much about Impact anymore, but a lot of these wrestling shows, like they sell out like anywhere from like five to fifteen thousand every week. Right. Like on TV, they go to different cities and, and like touring. Like all of these people, and wrestling is still like I don't know like made fun of or you know kind of like closet yeah <laughs> i'm like why there's so many damn people like across the world that watch it and love it I, and it's, I, I'm, I'm so happy when i meet somebody like this there's a guy at work i just found out he's a wrestling fan i'm like this is awesome tell him about <laughs> you know, the pod tell him about the podcast no, I, I i did tell him about it i told okay. him we were doing a show about like I, th- I think I was telling him about the our Hall of Fame of Hall of Fame. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, th- he thought it was funny. I don't know if he listened, but he thought the fi- the idea was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's so cool to like meet somebody that watches wrestling because like nobody watches it. Like if I if I go out, like nobody's like advertising what they have. I went to Target the other day. This little cart guy, he's probably like seventeen, eighteen years old. He's pushing his carts. He's wearing a Johnny Wrestling shirt with the bomb on it, like a red yeah. shirt. Uh, under his vest i was gonna say that's a cool shirt but then i feel i'm like 40 years old i'm talking to this like 17 year old kid that's a cool shirt dude yeah but where'd you get it yeah but i think it's fun like to like see somebody that like advertises wrestling a woman came in she was wearing an old like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna mess this up like lost in goblin rolls like 
New Japan shirt. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that shirt. She's like, oh, thanks. She's like, you like wrestling? I'm like, yeah. She started saying little things about uh, like New Japan and AEW, which I kind of understand the mm-hmm. New Japan stuff, but the AEW, I was all all in for it. And, you know, it was just kind of fun to like meet people and, it and is see a, people It is stuff. a community of people, you know, despite, and that's kind of what I get to my point originally about being people being negative online. Mm-hmm. I don't experience that in person. I don't either. Ever, ever at these shows so don't get turned off like i can't imagine i'm sure it's happened like for example i don't know if you heard at the forbidden door show this guy got kicked out during the moxley tanhashi match and it yeah, kind of distracted i saw there was a fight that broke out yeah well what happened was a guy got kicked out then tried to fight the security guards and yeah i saw that didn't, it didn't go well for him <laughs> didn't go well for him <laughs> it was but. like five on one why are you fighting he must have been it, drunk it's a beer muscles right so yeah, yeah like there's i i don't know i don't I don't really run into negativity. I have run into sit next to obnoxious fans before, mm-hmm. but that's going to happen anywhere you go. I've had that's happened at sporting events and all that, but for the most part, it's great, and that's why you should try to keep that in mind. At least I think before going to a show, or if you're hesitant about going to a WrestleCon show or a wrestling convention or Comic Con, same type of vibe. I went to Comic Con C two E two last year, which you should come with me this year, by the way. Um, so much fun. Like, I'm not a comic guy at all, mm-hmm. but just the cosplaying is insane. How these, like, everyone's dressed up. And, like, it's all, I felt like a dick for not cosplaying or something. <laughs> and, like, it's just the cool artists and the memorabilia. And it's just a fun, fun time. And that's kind of how the wrestling stuff is, except it's obviously specifically wrestling. So, yeah, 20, definitely. I went in, tw- I went in 2015. And yeah. And I remember I saw um, Scott Hall and X Pac there. I mean, it was on a Sunday, so everybody was kind of like filtering out. They've already done their stuff for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, the three-day passes, all that kind of stuff. But it was kind of like a slower day. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were just off, off in the corner, like nobody's in their line. They're just kind of bullshitting with each other. And, you know, I kind of walked up and started talking a little bit. But at the same time, like I get awkward in, in, in situations like that because I don't know what to say. I don't want them to think I'm a dork because <laughs> I watch TV. I'm like, these guys are so cool. You know what I mean? Right. Well, Scott Hall is cool. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've met X Pac, Sean Walton, one, two, three kid before. He's super nice. Like, mm-hmm. goes out of his way to talk to you and and chat it up with you. So definitely, definitely meet him if you get the chance. Uh, so yeah, just go ahead and don't be afraid to go to these shows alone. Um, they're awesome. It's a good time. Don't be afraid. There's a good community there. One other thing is, not this is kind of recent that I didn't think I would get such a kick out of as I do is the crowd singing Judas. For Jericho's theme, like are you singing? Are you singing it yet? Me? Yeah. What do you mean? Am I singing it? Like at the shows? Yeah, you would. You would be like, "This song sucks." Well, listen, I would. I would. I would sing. That doesn't sound like something <laughs> I would say. But it was. It's so fun. And my buddy who was with us during yeah. the show too, I was like, "Wonder what he's thinking." Like, how does everyone know this? Does everyone get the theme song? Song is it only Chris yeah. Jericho to it. So. And it's it's really cool, and it's also cool that it happened naturally. It happened on the, the Jericho cruise a couple uh-huh. years ago, and that's how it started. It's badass. My favorite one's one when I think MGF banned it, but the whole crowd knew the words. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. I remember man. that. Did you wonder, sing it though? You, you sang along, right? At Forbidden Door. Yeah, I don't think I did. Oh not, not, man, not because I'm too cool, but I enjoyed listening to everyone else singing it. But you know what sounds better is when you're singing and you hear like the, that weird, like 
tingling when you're matched like the same like key of somebody else singing it. <laughs> Did you get that at the last AEW show we went to? Was it yeah, all when, out, I, when all I was weekend? when I was singing when I was screaming like the CM well screaming it sounded like a girl <laughs> screaming for CM Punk and singing his song yeah, at man. Rampage. Yeah, that was good shit. When he showed up, yeah, that was that's one of the top moments Look I've ever been to. My eyes, what do you see? That was there like a, another I can't believe this is happening moment. You know, it was it's like holy crap, this is happening. Another thing recently, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Kevin Owens match WrestleMania. That was so good. Like when Owens said, "Like I, well, I tricked you out here for a match," and I was just like, uh-huh. "Holy crap!" I get to see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle. This is amazing. Yeah, and I'm kind of getting goosebumps now because he's one of my favorites of all time, and he was. They, they did. They put. A, they did a good match. They, they, did, they did good match. <laughs> they do good. They do good, you're, guys. You're an Italian like stereotype guy. But yeah, it was <clears throat> awesome stuff. And that stuff like that, the unpredictable moments, and make, it's, it keeps you with it. Because wrestling is the only thing mm-hmm. in the world, I think, where you can hate it for 11 months. But if there's one good month, you're like, all right, I'm sticking with it the rest of the year. Because <laughs> yeah. they have it in them. So it's, it's just stuff like that that's awesome. Um Another thing to touch on is is collecting. You're you're still collecting stuff. Anything anything you've picked up lately or anything you catch your eye on for collecting for restaurant um, memorabilia merch or anything? Well I, I did get that um wow, what was his name? Something Bartlett. The poster that you had, the uh, WrestleMania oh, yeah, poster. Yeah, WrestleMania yeah, yeah. 7. WrestleMania, the WrestleMania the artwork he does on WWE shop or whatever. Yeah, for the WrestleMania stuff. And you Jonathan, Bar- it. Jonathan Bartlett, by the way. That's Go ahead, it. Yeah. And I just remember like, man, that's so cool. And then you're like, oh, they got other By the stuff. way, it's like, the oh. WrestleMania 7 Macho Man or Macho King Ultimate Warrior retirement match artwork print. But go ahead. Career versus career. Yes. Um, so you're like sent me a link. I'm like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> I want the Macho Man one. <laughs> Cuz it was like uh Eddie and Ray. Mm-hmm. There was um Brock and Taker, Undertaker, I Undertaker think. and Brock. I'm like, I yeah. didn't really love that match. Like, if it right. was like Daniel Bryan with, uh, yeah, because the Macho King Undertaker one or Macho King Warrior one sold out. Yeah, but from like WrestleMania, if it, if there was a Daniel Bryan with uh, Orton and Batista, I would have bought that one, but it okay. wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I was telling Becca about it. She's my fiance, so I was telling her about it, and then I saw it on eBay. So I was kind of watching a couple of them. I put one bid in for seventy five because he's selling it for a hundred, and he mm-hmm. declined it. I'm like, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I was just telling her about that. So you know, she she got it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And were you she, surprised? Is it like a birthday gift? Yeah, it was a birthday gift. At first, I thought it was just like a big frame. Um, uh-huh. I was opening it um, because I was telling her I was going to eventually get it. You know, at some point I didn't get it, and at some point I'm going to get it. So she was talking about a big frame, and I'm like, and she's like, "What do you think colors?" I'm like, well, "I don't know, like red, blue, purple, something like that." So she got me the purple one, which I think looks really good with uh, the color scheme of the poster itself. So, I mean, collecting like that's my big one for the year, but you know, I still get like Mattel stuff. Um, you know, I just picked up. Um, where did I just get? I've just I been know. like going into, the, into older stuff. So I got a gold dust. I picked up uh, the Dakota mm-hmm. Kai. I think I talked about that one before. Yeah. Um, I got the Edge. I was kind of looking for the Christian Elite 20. Wanted to kind of pair them up for the Edge and Christian tag team. I don't know. I'm just like buying stuff here and there. I'm, I'm trying to Do you to ever a, have a li- like a collection in your head constantly of stuff you want to do? Because I know you have shelves. You have different eras and stuff like that for some of your yeah. figures. Do you have a mental list of like, it'd be cool to add this or cool to add that, the, the hunt for stuff at all the time? or? 
There is stuff, but you know, sometimes when I go different places for, cause I was in Austin one time and there was like this resale shop of, of toys and kind of pop culture stuff. And I kind of went through my brain. I'm like, all right, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And I saw some old Hasbro stuff, nothing I wanted. And then I saw like a section with uh, Mattel elites. Mm-hmm. They had some jacks, but I'm not really into jacks. And the elites were kind of like the newer ones. And I saw the bagged ones and I probably had like all the bagged ones they already were trying to sell. I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of want the, the, the patriotic Luger. Yeah. But I'm not going to pay $50 for it. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of other stuff I kind of see, but but, I but pay. you always have something in your head like okay, I do. I'm yeah. kind of looking for this. Yeah, that's one thing yeah. too with collecting, with wrestling stuff. I also have like in my head like I'll keep an eye out for this type of thing. Like mm. for me, I'm right now looking for a best of '97 Jacks Bulldog. And I'm not gonna go on eBay, but I'm gonna keep an eye out for it at shops yeah. and right. and I'm always and of course I'm the VHS wrestling tape guy. I'm always looking at thrift stores or toy shows or wherever like i'm keeping an eye out for wrestling tapes they're just they're just cool to have and uh, i i have decided that so i've got my kind of wrestlemania 7 backdrop behind me now i've got this poster you were talking about yeah i've got a frame program i've decided i want to get hogan and slaughter to sign a copy of wrestlemania 7 coliseum video vhs i'm going to shadow box frame that hey that's nice yeah so i think that's going to kind of be my next Big purchase because Hogan's an expensive autograph. Slaughter you sound like can- Eli Drake right now. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slaughter can be expensive, but mm. I think that that would look cool uh, for kind of a display area for me from behind. And then also, Man. if Undertaker's ever less than three hundred dollars for a meet and greet, <laughs> I'm gonna have him sign my Survivor Series '91 VHS because that's an important show to me, and it's just an important event for him his first title win mm-hmm. all that stuff and i think it would look cool shadow box framed because i'm the signed vhs guy yeah i like the shadow box ideas i, I picked that up from you yep because you get your dvds a couple like jake the snake dvd and the paul bear yeah. thing signed so mm-hmm. they look cool but yeah, yeah i don't know if I, I said but there were some older ones like uh mattel figures i was looking at and i really wanted the the bushwhackers like i don't know why i got on this kick i'm down the rabbit hole on mercari ebay right I'm just trying to find some Facebook marketplace. It's just all about the bushwhackers for like three weeks. Cause I all saw about like, the bushwhackers. The, yeah. I'm a little whacker. <laughs> so, oh, so a little I, whacker there. Oh, look at him. Just a little whacker. <laughs> so I remember I saw a set, like I was just, you know, perusing through Mercari stuff like WWE elite figures. Sometimes I'll just do that. Type in WWE elites, just kind of see what's out there. And then I'll see some stuff. I'm like, Oh, the bushwhackers. I'm like, you know, the, I don't, I remember they were out, but I never got them. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of regretted it because they were, went for like the set was like a hundred bucks, um, 80 bucks, whatever it was. And then I saw like a really nice set and it was like 75 bucks. So plus shipping and stuff. So it still came to like a hundred. So I was going to watch it and I was going to put some stuff on and I went to go look at it like three days later and it was sold. Damn it. Yeah. I really wanted it because it was nice condition. Everything else is like missing hats. They're all beat up. Their, their faces are all, you know, got marks all over from being played with. And I think I put something out there in Rad Chad from Twitter at Rad Chad 86. Mm-hmm. He said, Hey, I, I got those if you want them. I'm like, Oh, okay. So apparently he's got a lot of, um, a lot of things that he's, he's going to put up for sale. And okay. like, you have the bushwhackers. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. So he sent me pictures, all this stuff. We got a good price. I don't think I bargained with him too much. You know, I kind of gave him more or less what he was asking. And so now they're in my collection. I love them. They're, they're nicely displayed. Red Red Chat eighty six was a guest on Fully Posable this week along uh with his buddy Think Baracus. So go check that out. There's a lot of talk about 
his Hasbro Minton car collection. He's only missing a Dusty. So, Radchad, I'm also, with every time I go to a toy show, I'm on the, on the eye out for you for Minton car Dusty. So, if I ever have, see one, I will definitely call you. But I'm always looking for you. So, the community is helping, too. But he's looking for a Minton card Hasbro Dusty. It's the only one he's missing for his entire collection, which is just nuts to have the entire Hasbro yeah, MLC collection. And it's awesome. It's, he, it wasn't one big purchase for him. He did, he did mention getting kind of a big lot purchase, a big haul. But mm-hmm. he's been getting them slowly. And I don't know if the collection's more fun, like the hunt, or actually getting it in your hands. It's, it's the it's the thrill of the hunt, and I feel like that's with any collection. Like, I need it. You know, I, I look, and then I, at some point, like, sometimes I'll drive, like, three, four hours a day, like, going from store. I don't sure. do this anymore, but I would go from store to store. I'd go, I mean, out here, there's, I'd go to Countryside. I'd go to Plainfield. I'd go to Joliet. Like, I'd make my rounds all the way to get back home. And yeah. I spent, like, half the damn day, like, driving around, wasting a tank of gas, looking for something, and I don't find anything. And, like, there's just the fun, the thrill of the hunt. I mean, lately I'm thinking, it has nothing to do with rising gas prices, but I'm thinking if I drove all the way out, you know, 40 minutes out to, you know, towards Indiana to find something that's not there, I'm like, why don't I just pay the extra $10 <laughs> to, to somebody <laughs> on eBay? But that doesn't satisfy me. Like, I, I want to find it. It's the it. sickness. We've got the sickness. It is. It, we've got it. I, I'd imagine most collectors have it, but we've got it. You know, there's mm-hmm. a, there's another toy show coming up here in july i think the 24th the sunday so i'll text you if you have, maybe you can is put the a king county one yeah maybe you could put a, a work request day off and go with me to that yeah i probably will I, i'll let you know i went i went to the last one but i kind of went there as it was closing i got to spend like an hour and a mm-hmm. half there i want to yeah. really dig around next time really kind of get my fingers dirty and start to <laughs> It start digging my through fingers th- dirty. You know, you know what I mean. You don't understand. Get my, get my hands dirty. You get, get a haggle. I almost bought a Ghostbusters Proton Pack that was beat up, and I was just going to buy yeah. repro stickers for it on eBay to do it. I, I might do that next time. So there's there's stuff to stuff to do, stuff to look at at, at those toy shows, and they're and they're fun for sure. And it's so do you sick- get sucked up into like creating like little pro? I mean, I know you do your shadow box, your your artwork, and not artwork, but like your autographs and stuff like that. But do you like create like other projects like say yeah. i'm like right now i'm trying to make a sean mooney for who gives a shit why because <laughs> because <laughs> i'm an adult guy sure paying you know ten dollars I, I probably ended up paying like forty dollars for this thing it's probably not going to look like him but mm-hmm. it's just like i get this idea stuck in my head i'm like this is what i'm gonna do and if someone had that on ebay for forty dollars i'd say hell no <laughs> but it, but if i piece stuff together you know i can spend that amount of money yeah um so I have more of a display f- vision all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, how can my display look cooler? Uh, I don't have a lot, a, a lot of like wrestling friend friends mm-hmm. outside of internet ones, like people that I know kind of scattered throughout the country. In you, but like, I, 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 it's a sense of pride when people who come by who aren't even fans, like, oh, that's sweet. Like, obviously, my biggest prize my collection is the little mini video store i made because yeah. it's it's so unique and it's cool and there's people that have done better ones and but as 90s far wwe ripping you off <laughs> but as far as as wrestling tapes outside of nostalgia video and instagram i don't think anyone really can touch me for my display mm-hmm. and that's not braggadocious that's me that's I, I i put the work in to get that done yeah yeah and, and to you're get the, a little perfectionist and you want things to look good 
Yeah, and to get the shelf, and like it's the details that I have on that shelf. I've got the plastic clear video cassette cases uh-huh. that I bought on eBay years before <laughs> I had them because because somebody had a box of two hundred of those. I'm like for fifty bucks. Well, I got to buy this because I might have a video store one, and I bought it. Yeah, and I have probably a two hundred like clear, not clear. Um, Empty DVD cases, like brand yeah. new, in the garage. Because at yeah. some point, <laughs> I'm going to use them. <laughs> exactly. You never know. You know, you, you never want to regret getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I just sold a bunch of some of my wrestling Funko Pops. I sold them all except for my autograph ones because I'm like, oh man, I'm out. Like I can't. I'm out. I I decided I'm out of wrestling Funko Pops, and I made a pretty decent coin on it, so I was pretty happy with myself. Yeah. But I decided I'm out. But yeah, but the little things I'm proud of with that and my display, I rearranged the figure wall of Minty card figures. Um, of course, I've got the detolf of the belts, mm-hmm. of the wrestling belts and all that. And I'm always looking I'm like, hmm, what can and I do? And you change? got your you got your background, you know, with those and uh, yeah. like your figures, the, the backdrop that kind of yeah. represent those. Yeah, and I've got a couple I I would like to be more of a lucha mask collector cuz I think they're mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. But to get good ones from Mexico, they're expensive. And I'm also out of room. I've got a, I've got a Mystico, a La Parca, and a Rey Mysterio. And the La Parca is my favorite one. I would love an El Generico. I'd love a Straight Edge Society CM Punk one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love a Penta. I'd love a Ray Phoenix. But, like, I don't have room, you know? I'd I love think a- the deal, when I bought the Penta mask, like, it came with a styrofoam head. I'm like, yeah. okay. And then it came <laughs> with, like, the little, um, it's like, like a motorcycle guy would wear, like, a bandana around the yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. With like the skull, I'm nice. Like, that's fu- I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yes. of course I'll pay you an extra twenty five dollars for that because nobody else is like throwing in. Well, yeah. I guess I paid for it, but no one well, else is adding a styrofoam head and like the bottom part of it. Well, for my my styrofoam heads, I bought the just white ones from Michaels, but then I like mm-hmm. looked up which spray paint wouldn't melt the styrofoam to paint them black. Yeah, and they look so much cooler with the black background than the white. Yeah, that's good. So mm-hmm. definitely for sure. But yeah, that's my main thing is constantly looking at my display and, and thinking what's next and keep an eye out on autograph signings, non-wrestling related. So next, or when C2E2 comes to town in August here, one of the reasons I want to go is they have the voice actors, all four of them, of the original Ninja Turtles cartoon are going to be there. Okay. So I grabbed a VHS of the first episode of Turtles. I'm going to have all four of them sign that VHS in their respective colors and shadow box that i think it'll be a sweet add-on to my to my collection yeah i know um, a lot of people that are into i mean obviously the ctu to you know got these guys to come out the voice actors but i mean it's not something i'm into but if you think it's awesome then it's cool exactly and i i love seeing people that's another thing we talk about we love is seeing people's wrestling collections obviously ring skirts is making stuff all the time. He's made that Monday Night Raw set from 93 yeah. which is just incredible <laughs> did you see the interaction with him and rob bartlett Yes, Rob Bartlett's Nick, Nate, Nate's like I think we're friends now. <laughs> They're best friends. <laughs> yeah, because Nate was fully posable too. He started he started following me. Rob Did he? Bartlett. Yeah, I'm like, hey man. He's like, holy shit. He's like, I've been I've been resurrected. <laughs> He's back, man. Yeah, but I love people's displays, and I, I text with uh, Ova a lot. We text wrestling junk back and forth, and mm-hmm. if you've got stuff, man, just just share it because it's always cool to see. And we talk about wrestling being community and all that, so. That's another awesome thing. And another awesome thing is the podcast I've gotten to listen to. And I've become much more of a fan of fan-made shows because I know kind of the work that goes into it and how hard they yeah. are to do. So when a show is done really, really well, I was like, man, I'm jealous of this in a good way. You know, mm-hmm. like the I've talked about it all the time, the Our Vantage Point podcast. Joe's been on our show before as a guest. 
I cannot recommend that enough to people who are fans of retro wrestling. And I'm pretty sure everyone listens to our show, the hundreds and hundreds, you know, also listen to OVP. But if for some reason you don't, go check out OVP Podcast. And if you're you're kind of on the fence about their Patreon, they always give give away free months. So mm-hmm, grab a yeah. free month and check it out. You know, it's it's Yeah, I got a free month. It was it was yeah, worth it. For sure. It was worth it. It's free. It was worth it's free, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, awesome. I, I, I would, I would have paid the $5 for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff, man. So, and then of course, fully pulsable going at it for years and they're at it each and every week. And to be able to make figure talk interesting every week mm-hmm. from just the fan perspective, not really having any connections or influencer stuff is awesome. Yeah. You know, and we've got all of our other podcast buddies, the breaker and brain power hour been out forever. Um, and I encourage people to start, new podcast there's one uh soda hunter and you think ethan you know viva la ethan his name's ethan they did a they started a nascar podcast because that's what they're into you know i yeah. checked it out i'm not an nascar fan but i checked it out so if you're into something if you want to do a, a like, like to, to, to hear i mean obviously people do stuff because they're happy to talk about it so when you hear like the happiness of, of somebody sharing something you may not yeah. like it you might you know have your opinion on it but at the same time you can't deny you know that somebody's so damn happy about it that they they took the time to to buy mm-hmm. some stuff to create a podcast get together you know yeah. set time aside to do it like that's it's awesome it's awesome definitely so if you're on the fence just start one man it's it's the way to do also i mentioned i've talked about it before another podcast buddy the ringside podcast daniel spencer so uh impact is coming to town in august here Mm-hmm. And uh, we may, you and I may or may not have some uh, access to some, uh, you know, hey, some, a little backstage action, a little, a uh, little ticket action, maybe, maybe a little oh, uh, interview, ski okay. action. We'll, we'll see, right. we'll see. But I'm sure in August we'll we'll be checking them out. So Daniel, because he texted me, he goes, he's like, I just got my schedule. We'll be here in August. <laughs> Let me awesome. know. That's cool. I'm like, I was okay. going to say that's awesome, but I'm like, we just said that about 10 times. It's, okay, everything's awesome on this show. This is the everything awesome show. Mm-hmm. So the positively processing podcast show. Another thing that I've loved about wrestling is obviously doing this podcast for the past four or five years now. And just every once in a while, I will like giggle to myself about something that happened between the two of us. Like, mm-hmm. of course the famous Kona crush story, go back episode 50, SummerSlam 92 story, <laughs> Eric crushing the kid's head. Just go listen to it in case you're a new listener, but stuff like where I, I mentioned it before, like nothing makes you giggle more than me getting mad. Like you are just like so tickled whenever I'm frustrated <laughs> it's, it's or so annoyed. Funny. <laughs> Why is it so funny to you when I get annoyed or mad? Why do you laugh? Because I, <laughs> because I feel like I don't know if I had like an epiphany when I had brain surgery and stuff like that, but I felt like I used to get like have a short fuse, uh-huh. and I would just like get mad, like like childishly mad about like certain things <laughs> and then i think back i'm like why did i get so mad about that like it, it's like relatively like nothing yeah and the funniest time is, is when you went to go look at the other house when i was moving were, yeah when you were moving we were at the the previous house you were i in. moved down the street for the right i moved like down the block from my current <laughs> yeah. old house so, so it's yeah. a block it's a block away which makes it even funnier so you come back like 15 minutes later and you're like so mad you're like i had to walk home in this heat i'm like what <laughs> it's 10 minute walk i'm like what's the big deal for the record and you're you were like flipping out <laughs> for the record i had just moved stuff with you all day you did 
I had to carry home my <laughs> two-year-old daughter who wasn't walking in that heat. You were supposed to meet me there to drive me back home. You're chatting it up with my wife at our own house. You're gabbing it up. She probably gave you a Coke Zero or something. <laughs> probably in, a, in some uh, cheese puffs. She's and like, I'm hey, just saying, let's talk about Steve. I'm like, okay. And I, and I, I could just see your point of view of me opening the door drenched in sweat. <laughs> You're all in a cool air conditioned house. Yeah. Drinking, drinking ice. My, my ice cold pop. <laughs> like it's so cold, like the condensation's dripping off. And now I'm is. just like, I had to walk home. <laughs> and Penny was just like, you know, she was cool. She's yeah. Like, yeah. She got yeah, carried. Daddy home. carried me. She got carried home, but but all that stuff. I don't know. I, I think a lot of times when you and I go to shows too, we just we make each other laugh a lot. Like we'll yeah. just say something, we'll just start busting out laughing. Right. So it's that's important to do it. It's important to have fun and and all that. So I I hope uh, this episode is kind of a special show. So just to talk about fun wrestling and just to remind you guys how much fun wrestling can be and to kind of keep that attitude when you're watching something, when you're going to shows, when you're collecting. And all that because we started the show years ago is because I was sick of every podcast list I listened to complaining about everything. And we've morphed into what we are today, which is a show that's not great, but not bad. Per, uh, hey, per, per I'll reviews, take it. Per reviews. But uh, it's been fun doing it and it's not going to end. And we're going to, and now that we got the audio issues figured out, <laughs> we'll uh, definitely be doing more shows uh, throughout the summer. Hope everyone has an awesome 4th of July. If you're in the U.S., if you're not, have a fun regular July 4th. Uh, have a fun weekend. Stay safe. Don't blow your hands off. Do you ever have any firework incidents as, as younger? Because I'm, no, now, that I'm younger. Old, now that I'm older, I'm done with fireworks. I have no interest in lighting off fireworks at all. Like none. Um, They're not as fun as they used to be, but I still like to pop some off, you know? Okay. I think uh, three years ago two years ago whatever it was uh uh beck and i we went out to indiana crazy kaplan's got some yeah. fireworks you know it was just like a fun thing to do and her son drew i don't think he ever like did fireworks so it was more like something for him and me to do or him mm-hmm. and i to do and i'm like yeah okay so i mean we kind of bonded a little bit over that and so i, th- I think that was more fun it's four you're giving him fireworks no no, no he, i think he i think he was like 18 <laughs> i'm just teasing you <laughs> 17 he, i mean he was he was older teen yeah. but i think that was more fun than actually the fireworks but i remember when i was a teenager like you know you you have friends and you go off with friends friends and all of a sudden you're at a party you don't know anybody except your own friends <laughs> and i remember this one kid there's always like this crazy kid he's just wild and you know everybody's like what the hell's wrong with this guy sure but he had glasses on uh, I don't know if they were, I think they were sunglasses. So he was lighting off firecrackers. He lit off like this big strip, turned around and started running. And as soon as, cause they started popping off as soon as he turned around, like one of them shot back and like hit him from behind, came from behind, hit the inside of his lens and bounced into his eye. Oh my God. Uh, so we, everybody's like kind of worried and looking at him and, you know, somebody's trying to put water in his eye. I mean, it was a big scene. Um, but I mean, stuff like that. Like, was he? So, hold on, was he okay? Like, what yeah, you, no, he's fine. And my neighbor, I'm, this is when I'm talking about like the dangers of this stuff. Like I've seen it. And my neighbor, he was drunk, and I remember he was blowing off some firecrackers, and like one blew off in his hand. <laughs> what and, happened? To, is he okay? Like what? Hold on. You've got no, he's of, he's he's fine too. You've got a lot of stories here. <laughs> well, those are those are my two stories. Oh, I okay. do have another story. Okay. 
I remember I bought this new, it was like a super cool Chicago Cubs shirt. I was so proud of it. Like I wore it. Like the How old were you oh, here when you uh, bought that shirt? Maybe 19, okay. 20. And I went to my friend's house and his, my friend, you know, at the time they did fireworks because they had like a big backyard. It was almost like a forest backyard, but not a lot of trees, a lot of, a lot of open area and like unincorporated town out here. And I remember where I went and we were shooting bottle rockets out of actual bottles. So I remember we were drinking or whatever and I'm just being all, whoo, you know, I'm holding a bottle up with my hand, shooting it off. And at some point when I got home, like there was like a burn mark like on my brand new shirt. There was like a burn hole in it. Aww. Like, man, I love this shirt. Oh, well, that's a bummer. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Oh, well. Yeah, me too. I've got a couple, two firework stories. Uh, both involve the same people. So one, my, my friend, other friend, Eric, his mom had bought a new toilet. So she told us to take the old toilet to this like recycled dump place. We're like, okay. So of course we took that as we're going to bring this toilet out to the cornfield and put an M80 in it. So it blows up. Are you Googling M80s right now? I hear you clack, 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 clack. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm typing. Uh, so as we, we put it out there, my friend drops the M80 in and he notices that it's not all the way in. So he reached his hand in oh. and pushed it in. Within like another second, he yeah. got his hand out and it blew. He, he he wouldn't have a hand right now. So he got lucky. Oh my God. Right. Uh, the other thing happened, you know those, I guess if people aren't from a firework town, you there's basically a rectangle box with like 200 rockets in it. You know, it's called mm-hmm. like the whatever. So we were at my friend's lake house out, out near like Iowa and... We were our plan, and he had a golf cart. And the plan was, we went to the golf course. Again, this is all so stupid. In retrospect, we were going to light it towards. No one was on the golf course. Light it towards the golf course and take off. So it was funny. Uh-huh. So we're, there's five of us on this golf cart. Two guys in the front and three of us in the back. I'm video. Of course, you got to videotape this. So I'm recording it. And my friend who lit it for some reason picked this thing up, and then instead of setting it down, he dropped it. Mm, so as he dropped it, yeah. it's facing towards us. So we're like, oh my God, move. So my friend who's driving <laughs> turns around to see what the commotion's about, slams head first into a tree. The only tree in the entire area, by the way. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> like firing off. We're all scattering. My friend's in the golf cart ducking. He was like, I'm ready to flip this damn thing over to get it. That sounds like a scene from a movie. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then we're like, okay, it stopped. We all get back to the golf cart, and the, something must have happened where the second fuse hit and went. It started uh, up again. So oh, it was. It was just. It was just a funny, <laughs> hilarious thing that happened. Sounds like so, something from Jackass. Oh my god! It, but it wasn't intentional, you know. Yeah. So lesson learned: do not blow stuff up, and leave it to the professionals. All the other <laughs> stuff, etc. So yeah. Or just take the the snakes. You know, those, those snakes that go, or maybe some smoke bombs or some poppers. Those are safe. Yeah, get those snakes. Just smack them on the concrete. Throw exactly. them in somebody's, throw it in somebody's face. Doesn't matter. Jeez. Oh, Jeez, take it easy. All right. Well, we started this show with Positive Wrestling Talk, ended with a PSA about fireworks. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everyone, for coming, staying back with us and listening to this week's show. And if you want to share with a friend or go back in the archives, please do let them know. They can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast and Instagram PPW underscore podcast. And of course, favorite podcast app, search Positively Processing Podcast, hit subscribe, leave a review for us, whatever you want to say. We'll take all the feedback and read it. It'll be fun. 
And All I mentioned, right. I mentioned some of the podcast buddies, mentioned the Ringside Podcast, Fully Polesable, mm-hmm. OVP, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour, uh, the Raw's Nitro Podcast. Doing the favor, get back, guys. We're waiting to doing the favor to come back. The uh, was it the Apron Bump, the hardest part of the Ring Podcast, the Apron Bump. Follow them. Justin the Summers. Mar- Justin Summers Wrestling Cheers. He was thinking about quitting a few weeks ago, but he's never. He's a lifer. He's a podcast <laughs> lifer. He's never looked quitting. I mentioned the uh, the NASCAR podcast, which is, which is in the marble. So check them out. New guy starting a show. Give him give him a, a tryout and give him a listen. So there's there's lots of fun podcasts out there. Fan made ones. There's professional ones. There's professional fan made ones. All that stuff. Check them out. Eric, you got anything else? No, that's it. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. See you next week. (laughs) 